The morals and standards of society are failing, and it's the children who pay the price. There's no perfect solution, but you can at least keep hidden agendas out of our books through Faithlit. Faithlit offers a family-friendly books box subscription that puts safe books into the hands of children. Head to www.faith-lit.com to learn more. Help protect your family today. Use code TODD to save 15% on your first purchase at faith-lit.com. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. All right, my friends, rocked, well, rocking here, ready to go, locked and loaded, ready to talk about, well, an interesting morning here on the Todd Huff Show, inviting uh, Mark Levin on the program, Mark Levin, syndicated talk show host, television show host, author, and a uh, lawyer, an American lawyer here in this great country, and constitutional expert he will be joining uh, joining us yeah next segment i spoke with him yesterday and about his book american marxism and that's what i want to talk about off the top this morning marxism in america today this insidious ideology that is that's been permeating every aspect of our culture and our world Today And that's, again, the name of his book. And the concept of America as founded is, as I've said before, antithetical to the opposite of Marxism. The collective, the collective versus the individual. Of course, logically, if individuals are protected, then individuals, when they join together and form groups, also carry with them that sta- that that same protection, and so. But the other unwinding that doesn't work. If you pl- protect only the collective, if someone leaves the group or has an idea different from his, uh, well, from the rest of the group, does something unique and different that doesn't follow the herd. That I don't know, for example, says that they don't believe in, or they question. I should say they question some of the things that they heard about the integrity of the 2020 elections, that they have questions about the safety or the efficacy of a vaccine that they don't feel comfortable taking. They don't follow the narrative. They have questions about the January 6th so-called insurrection. 
I have never in my life, by the way, watched a group of politicians, a group of political opportunists try to redefine something in such a dramatic way to make it look like like the enemy or the people again i don't i know that there are, there's all sorts of things about this january 6th what happened at the capitol building on january 6th but i'm i don't want to get into all of all of that and the uh, the theories and you know the allegations and so forth about who really was doing what and who the group was and all this sort of stuff. Um, And I understand, I do understand, I think that there are certainly questions that need to be asked, and that's really the point, right? I know that there are some who say that it was Antifa. There's some that say that that's ridiculous. There's some that say FBI agents were embedded. There's some who say that these FBI agents were trying to get the folks to go into the Capitol. There are there are videos that are questionable where police, Capitol Police, have opened up certain barricades to let people into areas and that sort of thing. There's a lot of questions. That's that's the point. Whatever you think about this, you're not allowed to ask questions in this soft form of American Marxism that I speak about with Mark Levin that he writes about in his book is that it is so insidious that it controls it's taking control of every aspect of our lives. You think what the what the leaders the well I don't even want to call them leaders but the politicians tell you to think, you do what they tell you to do or there's going to be proverbial hell to pay. Right, depending upon the particular situation, if you're Jim Banks and Jim Jordan and you had questions about electors from certain states on January 6th, you can't be allowed on Nancy Pelosi's make-believe January 6th commission. Right, This is about one thing. This is about positioning the 2022 election so that Democrats don't get the snot clobbered out of them. This is to... And, and and by the way, Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney are willing, who have replaced on that committee, that commission, um, Jim Banks and Jim Jordan. They are content. They are content to help the Democrats because, as Kevin McCarthy said a couple of days ago, they are Pelosi Republicans. Pelosi Republicans. And so Marxism is insidious. It's all around us. It is covertly taking over the hearts and, well, the minds of many Americans, the hearts of some Americans, and it is not a good thing. It is the opposite of what we were created to have in this constitutional republic. Again, the idea between the differences between Marxism and the constitutional framework that we have here in this constitutional republic are are profound, are profound. One, again, believes that the individual matters. That's the constitutional republic that America was founded upon. Our founding documents talk about that, the importance of the individual. You've heard me say on this program many times before, many times before, that this nation, for the first time, the world believed, someone in the world believed, that instead of being a subject to some ruler in some country, you were a citizen that you had rights that were granted not by that government, but rather 
by Almighty God. Our founding documents say that, right? The Declaration of Independence makes makes that clear. You have the freedom to live your life as you choose. The federal government has responsibilities that are clearly defined in our Constitution, and those are limited, right? Those are limited. They're not unlimited. You're not meant or created to be a servant of the state. The government is there, right? If men were angels, no government would be necessary. That's something that was said during the time of the founding of this great nation. And that's what the founders believed. Government is there because it is necessary. It doesn't mean that it is It is a dangerous force to be worked with because at its core, government is force. Government is force. And so force is not a good thing. So you have to limit the power, the control, the scope of that government. The founders did that in our founding document in the Constitution. They did that. They gave certain constraints. They created lanes for which the federal government was supposed to be operating with them, but the in reality, that is not what is happening at all. The federal government is a bloated, uh, just out of control, growing like wildfire. And by the way, doing as much metaphorical damage as a wildfire, that's what the government does. That's what the government does. You see some of these things happening in our public schools today, which are supposed to be um, you know, they're run by locally elected school boards, and you see some of the actions, the things that are being taught. You see some of the confrontations at school board meetings, and so you find a lot of these teachers and administrators that want to push this, well, these Marxist ideas upon students, force feed them, push them down, you know, these, these young people's throats. They want to do this covertly. You've seen reports of students saying we were told not to tell about this. This was sick. Shh, don't tell mom and dad. Don't tell mom and dad about this, right? That's not a good thing. That's not a constitutional thing. You know, someone who is in the government is not supposed – it's not funny, but it's just to have to say these things, folks, in, in 2021. The government is not in control of your children, the government is not in control of your life. The government cannot make the government cannot fulfill. They can make the promises all day. They cannot fulfill the promises to keep you safe and healthy. The things that they tell you on a regular basis, they literally, quite literally, within minutes or hours or days or weeks, some short period of time, tell you precisely the opposite. And yes, I'm talking about COVID nineteen. And yes, I'm talking about the response to allegations of problem with uh, problems with election integrity in the 2020 elections and, and a host of other things, right? Headlines that say experts were wrong. So here we go. This this ideological and, and when I say I've said this on the show repeatedly, and I believe it, the idea uh, or the problem, the main problem we face in America. Yes, we have to win elections in the short term, but this insidious dangerous, uh, just awful ideology that's permeating every aspect of our culture, what Mark Levin calls American Marxism, is is a real thing. It is attacking us. It is undermining the American 
way of life, the American system, the American ideal at every corner, at every turn. And it takes so many forms, so many, so many shapes, so many sizes, but at the core, at the core is this idea, this constant push towards America. You know, the, the founders, let me pause, the founders said in order to form a more perfect union, we the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union. So they understood that America could get better and that it never reaches that point of perfection, but it can continually seek to get to get better. Marxism says, no, America can't get better. America, this, this idea of American Marxism, challenges the entire notion of this country. We need to have something different. We need to have the opposite. This is where we see the, the, the tensions and the turmoil that have been created by self-proclaimed Marxist leaders that lead the you know, Black Lives Matter, critical race theory. I mean, the list of things go go on and on. The extremists and the climate change movement. All of these things, all of these issues require certain actions according to the people who are making these arguments. And what are the actions required? That America turn from its system, that America embraces a system that is different, that is not fundamentally flawed, that is instead a utopian, a utopia of sorts. That sounds great. That sounds all so wonderful to so many people, but is unattainable, this side of heaven. And so we deal in the world of mythical, make-believe gibberish. It's funny. It's not funny, but it is. Marxism gets to live in a world of hypotheticals because it – I was speaking with someone yesterday, and they they made this point. Marxism makes – it deals with hypotheticals. You know, you get to you get to say that this is what the idea will allow us to do, and your imagination can run free. But capitalism, the American system, is held to reality. Well, this is happening in a capitalistic society. This is happening. Uh, these are some of the bad things that are happening in your free society. And then they compare that to this utopian society, and people say, wow, you can't – you know, there's crime in a capitalistic society. They told me that in a utopian Marxist society that everybody's happy and holding hands and singing kumbaya around the campfire. Wow, I wonder which one of those is better. (laughs) Reminds me, actually, my wife and I years ago went to Jamestown, which honestly at the time I didn't – it was before I knew, by the way, documented by genealogists, scientifically demonstrated that I am the 13th great-grandchild of Pocahontas. That's where – Pocahontas and uh, Powhatan and those folks uh, lived in that in that area, right? I mean, Jamestown. And there's placards, placards out there, and it 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 had like little drawings on it, and it would say, "I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but this is the truth." I mean, the general gist of this. I don't remember specifically, but I remember it would say things like, "Before the white pioneer arrived, you know, the Native Americans were f- catching fish in the local rivers that were, you know." the size of great white sharks. I mean, I'm using hyperbole here. After the white European arrived, the fish were the size of your, you know, tiny pinky fingernail. Was it better before or after the white man settled the colony or the, well, the uh, the settlement of Jane, Jamestown? This is the kind of 
narrative that we are that they established. And I, I remember standing there at the time thinking, these jokers, there wouldn't be this park without what Americans came and did. They wouldn't these advancements. I mean, the placards, the the study that went into what happened to tell this story, this national park. I just they they just ignore all of the real advancements that were created in this country by by the way that the ideas that were brought and the the you know just the the society that was the result of decisions made deliberate decisions made by people the way that america was founded and this our constitution and our republic and all that they just ignore that none of that none of that matters that that would have happened anyway in fact they have you believe that if marxism was the ruling way of thinking if that was the system we had in this country then we would be even better off we would have everything we have and even more we would have more peace more prosperity which is complete completely ridiculous they are never held to the account of reality with their ideology because again it appeals to the heart it appeals to the emotions i remember in college when when we were taking that uh, one of my last courses is capitalism really better was really the name of the course no joking around we compared communism and capitalism and i literally remember the professor i won't say his name i remember his name i remember him he was sympathetic to soviet communism he lived there for some time and would tell us how great it was and just these ideals that they were embracing and ignoring the bloodline or the, the, the bread lines the bloodline sometimes there were bloodlines too people that were trying to escape or that were forced into gulags that were beaten cruelly without without any reason whatsoever but the bread lines were ignored the people that were trying to flee those places the reasons were ignored because the ideals sounded so great and the professor would tell us the reason oh yes the reason that communism didn't work is because just because they didn't find the right leader the benevolent dictator had not had not come in yet all these ideas are perfect we just need a little bit better leader turns out stalin the brutal dictator thug murderer that he was didn't fit the bill although they still in some circles talk about stalin with a little little gleam in their eye a little sparkle in their eye when they talk about that dictator and murderous thug there Anyway, this is an insidious thing. It's different than tradition. American Marxism, as Mark Levin will point out in our in our interview, is, is different than Marxism by the book, traditional Marxism. But there are similarities and this specific brand, if you will, of Marxism in the United States. The word that I keep coming back to is insidious. It's it's everywhere. It's little by little. It's attacking your defenses, our defenses, slowly and surely, pecking away, just kind of bit by bit, softening us or trying to soften us to the teachings and the lessons and the beliefs of this completely morally bankrupt ideology. It ends in tyranny. It ends in ruin. It ends in just all around bad stuff. It is not good, and it is permeating our society. It is reaching our children through certain people, sometimes people who are their teachers, sometimes people who are their entertainers, sometimes people who are supposed to be bringing them unbiased news, sometimes through churches, which may be the most upsetting to me. But I've got to take a break. Quick timeout is in order here when we get back. 
want to share a brief conversation I had with talk show host, television show host, conservative commentator, author, Mark Levin. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. When things go sideways, will you be prepared? Unfortunately, you cannot predict when you might have to go a long time without electricity or even food. Get preparedness products you can use now, and that could be a lifesaver later. Visit 4patriots.com slash huff, that's the number 4, patriots with an S, dot com slash huff, and see the current list of specials, but hurry, these deals don't last long. Save money and get peace of mind now by going to 4 slash huff. The morals and standards of society are failing, and it's the children who pay the price. There's no perfect solution, but you can at least keep hidden agendas out of our books through FaithLit. FaithLit offers a family-friendly books box subscription that puts safe books into the hands of children. Head to www.faith-lit.com to learn more. Help protect your family today. Use code TODD to save 15% on your first purchase at faith-lit.com. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944. For me this morning to have the host of one of the most popular talk radio shows in the country, the Mark Levin Show, the host of Fox News's Life, Liberty, and Levin, and host of, or author, I should say, of several books, including his latest book, American Marxism. Mark Levin is on the phone with me. Mark, it is a pleasure, sir. How are you this morning? I'm great, Todd. How are you? I am doing fantastic. And as I share with you offline, you've uh, you've been a major. Uh, influence, a positive influence on me and countless others. So I want to say thank you off the top here. Wow. I want to start by That's asking you, kind of you. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. Um, can you ex- start by explaining this insidious brand of Marxism that we're seeing in America today? Yeah, I, I try to explain in the book that we have to come to grips with what we're confronting. Because if we don't come to grips with what we're confronting, we're not going to be able to. Uh, effectively defeated. Um, and what it is, is over course of many decades, at least half a century in many of these areas, uh, there have been movements afoot in colleges and universities, and they spread throughout the culture now, uh, promoting uh, what I call American Marxism. So it's not Marxism in every technical respect, but it is Marxism in every fundamental respect. And you've had tenured professors, you've had individuals come into this country from uh, professorial positions in other countries who have had as their aim to destroy the country. Mm-hmm. And we can take critical race theory as a perfect example. That's born out of critical theory. And where does critical theory come from? It comes from a Kabbalah Marxist who formed something in Berlin called the Franklin School. And these were Marxists 
who uh, who thought that at the end of the Weimar Republic, the people in Germany would rise up and embrace communism. Instead, we know uh, about the Third Reich, and they could never understand it. One of their leaders uh, fled Germany, came to the United States. His name was Herbert Marcuse, who I discuss in the book. Uh, and this is one, one of many examples. And he comes to the United States. In the end, he's tenured in three different Ivy League schools. And he writes and he aggressively pushes uh, Marxism. And he, and, he, and he cannot come to grips with the fact that the communists didn't defeat Hitler in the rise up of the Third Reich. And he looks at the United States and he, he sees some similarities in the terms of an industrial country and, uh, as he calls it, a democracy. And um, he, de- he determines in his own mind we're not going to have the bourgeoisie rising up and overthrowing the proletariat. Instead, we need to secrete ourselves in these different institutions. So he's pushing this theory in law schools to begin with. Mm-hmm. This is a long way of answering all the questions in regard to where does Marxism come from here, which is this, that the laws in the United States are, uh, are all unjust because the laws are made by the dominant culture. They're made by the majority. Mm-hmm. So the minority, whether they're minority in physical features, minority in viewpoints, cannot get a break. There's no justice for minorities. Big leap from there, uh, again, I discuss more in the book. You go to Stanford and then Harvard Law School with a guy by the name of Derek Bell. He's a law professor. He takes that and applies it to race, that uh, black people and other people of color in the United States can't get a break that this is a corrupt society because the dominant culture, the white culture, uh, makes all the laws, sets all the rules, uh, creates all the policies. Uh, we began with slavery, and we still have uh, you know, severe injustices and inequities. Mm-hmm. So critical race theory is born from critical theory. And so you look at that area, you look at climate change, Green New Deal, which is the latest nomenclature they've come up with, mm-hmm. you know, global cooling, global warming, where does that come from? It comes from the 1970s in Europe, where a large number of people got together, communists. Uh, Again, trying to figure out how to take down industrial societies, particularly ours. It's actually a degrowth movement. It's a war on capitalism. It's a degrowth movement. It has nothing to do with the temperature of the earth or polar bears or clean water or anything of the kind. That's just another facade that they've created. So I go through these different, what I call American Marxist movements, and I explain the history of each one. Uh, I quote the people who are fundamentally responsible for them and try and explain their ideology. And this is the first six chapters of the book. There's only seven. And the reason I do this is, again, if you're in a military operation or political campaign or your business competing with somebody else, you need to understand what you're up against, and you're not going to win. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I've done beyond the surface level. And then in the last chapter, I have scores of suggestions on how we confront each one. So is it- – what makes this, I guess, what you're calling American Marxism, so attractive to some Americans, or are they, are they tricked into falling for the ruse because they're, it's coming in the guise of something else? Help us, I guess, understand that. Yeah, and in the first chapter, I go through some of this psychology. Of this people say, why is Marxism so attractive given its track record? Marxism is an abstraction. It's a theory. It's not reality. It mm-hmm. gives the, the, the imagination of heaven on earth. Everybody's going to be equal with a very small government uh, once the workers' paradise is, 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 uh, is established. 
Uh, people just need to surrender their selfishness uh, to the commune, to the greater good. Uh, we're too focused on materialism and private property rights. Uh, and if there is a reason for your failure, people obstructing your accomplishments, it's because the system is corrupt. Now, it's that latter point that I think is the most attractive to people who are the followers of this movement, not the leaders. Because many people who, who don't work hard or maybe they fail a lot or they have whatever their, their issues are, Marxism gives them excuse. It's not accountability. It's not personal responsibility. The system is corrupt. The system is set up against you. So you can self-identify as oppressed or self-identify as mm -hmm. a victim that the system, it's not you, it's the system. Whereas, you know, the American system is you have freedom, you're an individual, you have free will, you have mobility, you have the ability to do whatever you want. Marxism says, uh, no, you don't, because the system is corrupt, it's set up against you. And so the successful people who are, who are satisfied, people who are happy, they are the oppressors. They are the victimizers. Mm -hmm. um, and so the oppressed versus oppressor attitudes and people like to belong to groups. They like to belong to things. Um, and so uh, this gives them an excuse of, and, and also replaces uh, religion with this, this ideology. The leaders of these movements are diabolical people. You mm -hmm. look at the leaders of Black Lives Matter. Uh, they're becoming extremely wealthy. They're not in the yeah. ghettos and inner cities pushing for school choice or anything else. They're just interested in overthrowing the country, and they're using the the veneer of race to try and do it. So we just have a minute or so left. You mentioned in your book that Marxism, American Marxism, is ubiquitous. It's all over the place. I'm wondering if you could – is there a head? Where Where is this head of Marxism? Is it is it more complicated than that? Maybe speak to that for a moment. Yeah, it is. It, this is this is the, uh, the complexity and daunting nature of what we confront. This isn't a single Marxist. There's the party. That's their headquarters. This is the guy leading it type of thing. Uh, the American Marxist is not a movement, it's movements. Mm -hmm. These have spawned from Marxism, and what they do is they, uh, they, they, they develop these different uh, approaches based on what they consider imperfections or weak points in the American society. I explain this in the book, too, and that's race, uh, the border, um, uh, climate, and so it is tailored uh, for America. So rather than talk about this, this great proletariat overthrowing the country. It doesn't happen. As a matter of fact, the reason they hate the industrialized society or the industrial revolution in America is because that demonstrated, uh, no, the industrial revolution created the great mass of middle class in America, mm -hmm. not a massive revolutionary movement to overthrow America, which is why Marx and his, uh, and his uh, progeny hate capitalism and hate the, uh, the American industrial revolution because it proves everything they did wrong. What, what's happening here? This is a top-down movement. This is a movement by so-called elites, by mm -hmm. professors, by teachers, by, by activists, by politicians, by media types. This isn't truck drivers and electricians and lawyers and doctors all standing up trying to, to, uh, to promote critical race theory or undermine their economic system. And that's the way most of these so-called Marxist revolutions occur all over the world. They're not the peasantry or the middle class rising exactly. up. It is the top-down type of revolution. Absolutely. Mark, where can folks grab your book? Amazon.com is very reliable. Uh, they've been uh, actually very good to us in terms of stocking the book and get it the next day. 
Every major retailer has it, Barnes & Noble and so forth. And if they don't, you go in that store and they don't have it. It's in the back because we printed hundreds of thousands of copies. Mm-hmm. We sold over half a million. And you should tell the manager, uh, why don't you put the book out? We're <laughs> having a little bit of that, not a lot of it, but some of it. Not surprising. Well, Mark, I know you're a busy guy. Keep up the good work. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. And again, thank you for being so instrumental on people just like me all across this country, sir. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Todd, and God bless you and everybody in Indianapolis. Mark, I appreciate it, my friend. God bless, okay? When things go sideways, will you be prepared? Unfortunately, you cannot predict when you might have to go a long time without electricity or even food. Get preparedness products you can use now, and that could be a lifesaver later. Visit 4patriots.com slash huff, that's the number 4, patriots with an S, dot com slash huff, and see the current list of specials, but hurry, these deals don't last long. Save money and get peace of mind now by going to 4patriots.com slash huff. The morals and standards of society are failing, and it's the children who pay the price. There's no perfect solution, but you can at least keep hidden agendas out of our books through FaithLit. FaithLit offers a family-friendly books box subscription that puts safe books into the hands of children. Head to www.faith-lit.com to learn more. Help protect your family today. Use code TODD to save 15% on your first purchase at faith-lit.com. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944. Welcome back, my friends. I really enjoyed speaking with Mark Levin. And, and that, you know, that's I've said on this program before that the greatest single influence um, individual to influence me and to teach me, even though I didn't personally sit, you know, and ask him questions, but just listening every day to his program for years was Rush, Rush Limbaugh. And I also have been inspired a lot of ways by Dave Ramsey for a couple of reasons that I can't necessarily I don't want to go into at this moment but those were the two biggest impacts uh, impact individuals that had impact on this this program and what I do and kind of my way of thinking but Mark Levin's up there as well and I have great respect for Mark Levin and what he's done he's he knows the constitution very very well he knows um he knows the law very well, and he's very intelligent. And I, it was an honor to speak with him. It's just, you know, it's just fun to look back. We're so busy here. We're so busy sometimes it's hard to see. You don't take time and just think, wow, that was kind of a cool experience. But it was. And I, I just want to say thank, thank you to Mark. And it's just kind of, um, I don't know, it's just, it's just a – fun part of this journey is to do have opportunities like that so it was indeed an honor his book is american marxism and yeah 
I've, they sent me a copy. My wife's already trying to give it away, which I find fascinating. But um, I'm she. I'm gonna I'm gonna read the book. She doesn't. She apparently thinks someone else needs to read it first. I don't know what that's all about. But anyway, I appreciate Mark and him taking time here with us uh, on this program and for what he does. So quick timeout. When we get back. <laughs> Oh, there's some things that have humored me that I want to get to. One of these here is is President Biden yesterday. Do you know if you're not vaccinated, President Biden is – you're not as smart as he thought you were. You're not as smart as he thought you were. He's got some words for you this morning. If you're among the un, uh, amongst the unvaccinated, Charles Barkley said that if you're not vaccinated by this point, you are a uh, – what's the word I can say? I can't say it. It's what he called you. He called you a bad name. You're the worst type of person that there is. And Biden Biden thinks you're an idiot, which may be a compliment, I guess. I don't know. Quick timeout is in order. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. When things go sideways, will you be prepared? Unfortunately, you cannot predict when you might have to go a long time without electricity or even food. Get preparedness products you can use now, and that could be a lifesaver later. Visit 4patriots.com slash huff, that's the number 4, patriots with an S, dot com slash huff, and see the current list of specials, but hurry, these deals don't last long. Save money and get peace of mind now by going to 4patriots.com slash huff. The morals and standards of society are failing, and it's the children who pay the price. There's no perfect solution, but you can at least keep hidden agendas out of our books through FaithLit. FaithLit offers a family-friendly books box subscription that puts safe books into the hands of children. Head to www.faith-lit.com to learn more. Help protect your family today. Use code TODD to save 15% on your first purchase at faith-lit.com. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944. So Biden, if you've not, well, if you've not been vaccinated, Biden doesn't think you're very smart. <laughs> mm, I tell you what, I just can't get enough of this kind of stuff. What in the world is this? So the art of persuasion, you know that we talk about this a little bit on here and, and with conservative, not better university. I think this is critical. But when you find yourself resorting to this sort of rhetoric, Nuh-uh, you're stupid. You're too stupid for this. R2, R not. Yes, you are. Uh-uh. I'm rubber, you're glue. Whatever I say bounces off me and sticks to you or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean. This, this is what I feel like. This is so underwhelming to me. I don't even know how to explain this. Listen, this is Biden walking off stage after giving what was probably a, just a stellar 
stellar speech slash press conference, whatever this stupid thing was yesterday. But listen to this exchange as he walks off the stage here. We requ- consideration right now, but if you're not- the question was, will you re- require all federal employees to be vaccination, uh, vaccinated? Here we go. You're not nearly as smart as I thought you were. Are you concerned that the CDC's new max guidance could sow confusion? Uh-oh, he didn't like this. No. We have mm-hmm. a pandemic because of the unvaccinated. And there's so much enormous confusion. And the more we learn, mm-hmm. the more we learn about this virus mm-hmm. and the Delta variation more we have to be worried and concerned. And then only one thing we know for sure, if those other 100 million people got vaccinated, we'd be in a very different world. Mm-hmm. So get vaccinated. If you haven't, you're not nearly as smart as I said you were. So now you're stupid. Now we've literally resulted to you're stupid if you don't agree with President Biden. <laughs> I literally consider this a compliment. I th- This... This is so moronic to me. This this says to me you have no other you have nothing that you can do besides name call at this point. I mean there are legitimate questions. How about you find the answer? See the problem is for some people who think about these things independently and if you get the vaccine fine if you don't fine. That's I'm just saying just think about it. Make your own choice. Make your own choice which I know you do on this program. But Biden here has gone past the point of saying, giving us reasons why. We're now on to, well, you're stupid. We have a pandemic because we people aren't getting vaccinated? No, that's not what caused the pandemic. Well, Todd, he means the second wave. We're beginning to see a second wave or a third wave or a tenth wave or whatever wave we think we're on here now. There's a lot of questions about this. There was... I don't have time. There's stories about leaked data from COVID-19 in the UK that said that over half of uh, the people that were being treated for COVID-19 were really treated for other th- – the symptoms were caused by other things. I mean there's all sorts of questions about this. Of course, I'm sure this will get taken down, but those are – I mean that's what's being reported. I don't know what they want me to do. goes back to what we were talking about earlier – with this American Marxism, as Mark Levin's book is entitled, this this insidious just process where you can't ask certain questions about COVID-19, you can't ask certain questions about January 6th, and you cannot ask certain questions about election integrity. Call me crazy, but when someone tells me I can't answer that, or the best reason they can tell me for following their way of looking at things is that I'm stupid— I am completely underwhelmed by that, completely underwhelmed, and you should be too, and I know you are. This is, this is, this is stupid. This is not leadership. This is – I don't even know what to call this. Biden doesn't think I'm smart. Maybe that should be a T-shirt. I think that's a compliment. Quick timeout back in just a minute. When things go sideways, will you be prepared? Unfortunately, you cannot predict when you might have to go a long time without electricity or even food. Get preparedness products you can use now, and that could be a lifesaver later. Visit 4patriots.com slash huff, that's the number 4, patriots with an S, dot com slash huff, and see the current list of specials, but hurry, these deals don't last long. Save money and get peace of mind now by going to 4patriots.com slash huff. The morals and standards of society are failing, and it's the children who pay the price. 
There's no perfect solution, but you can at least keep hidden agendas out of our books through Faithlit. Faithlit offers a family-friendly books box subscription that puts safe books into the hands of children. Head to www.faith-lit.com to learn more. Help protect your family today. Use code TODD to save 15% on your first purchase at faith-lit.com. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944. Get this out quickly here. Did you see these? Remember the Democrats that fled Austin, Texas to Washington, D.C. that act like they're trying to save Texas from, I don't know, some totalitarian government because of the voter laws that Texas is trying to pass? You see this, right? You remember this. I know you remember this because we talked about this. But did you see that they are – they had requested care packages? Dallas Democrats said this. Our Dems in D.C. said they'd appreciate care packages from home. This is a tweet. Before 5 p.m. Tuesday, we're collecting Dr. Pepper, salsa, hard candy, hairspray, travel toiletries, hand sanitizers, sewing kits, first aid, and or or money to pay shipping. Thank you. These folks are something else. I've got to go. SDG. See them all. Take care. The morals and standards of society are failing, and it's the children who pay the price. There's no perfect solution, but you can at least keep hidden agendas out of our books through Faithlit. Faithlit offers a family-friendly books box subscription that puts safe books into the hands of children. Head to www.faith-lit.com to learn more. Help protect your family today. Use code TODD to save 15% on your first purchase at faith-lit.com. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944.